0: Hodges has read that there are wells in Iceland so deep you can drop a stone down them and never hear the splash. He thinks some human souls are like that. Stephen King, Mr. Mercedes. Hey, Justin.
1: Hey, Kayla. How's it going?
0: I'm doing all right. Um, I'm actually really excited to get into the Bill Hodges trilogy. Yes, we are. (laughs)
1: We are diving into the Hodges it's i feel like it's been a long time coming
0: yeah absolutely um and it's one of the i mean we're kind of getting towards the end of this whole thing too so it's one of the books that i feel like i remember seeing in airports everywhere when it first came out yeah (laughs) this
1: this one was i mean i feel like all of his books have uh kind of you know kind of have have that quality where they're front and center in the bookstore where whenever Mm -hmm. uh when everyone comes out, but this one really felt like it was out there for a long time.
0: Yeah, I think everyone was excited to see like, oh, Stephen King is going to finally write like a crime novel, and everybody was really excited about it, even though we know now that he's written several um crime novels, but uh this is a brand new series for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so you had read the Hodges trilogy before, correct?
0: Yes. Do have you?
1: No, no, this is it was my first time, and I, this was the, the the whole trilogy was one of the things that I was looking forward to the most um, when Year of King. So, mm-hmm. uh, was was happy to dive into it.
0: Interesting. Oh, I'm really interested to hear what you think about it then, uh, because my second read, I ended up with the same rating on Goodreads than I ha- that I had the first time I read it, but my opinion on it shifted a little bit. It's it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to hear what you thought about it.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, before we dive into all of those matters, do you want to give the <laughs> the quick the quick plot rundown?
0: Uh, sure. So, Mister Mercedes came out in 2014. Um, basically, the book starts off with this really exciting scene where um, we're in a midwestern city and there are a group of job seekers who are waiting in line to get in to get jobs. So this is about the time when the recession was happening. Um, And a Mercedes goes through the crowd and crashes into them, kills several people, hurts a lot of people. It just causes a huge wave of uh, issues on down the line too. Um, And then we go after this incident to retired cop, Bill Hodges, who retired without having been able to catch the Mr. Mercedes killer. Um, And so we get a glimpse of his life. He's very depressed. He's really struggling with retirement. So we get glimpses of his life and we switch over pretty frequently to Brady Hartsfield, who is Mr. Mercedes killer. Um, And so they're kind of facing off throughout the book um, where Brady Hartsfield is kind of trying to bait Bill Hodges into killing himself really Um, and it's kind of this cat and mouse game and he uses technology um, to manipulate people um, throughout the story and uh, Bill Hodges kind of gathers up this group of kind of misfits I guess he's got his neighbor Jerome and Holly who's kind of a savant I guess she has uh, a lot of anxiety issues and she really attaches herself to Hodges, and so they kind of form a team, and the book goes along where they're picking up hints, trying to figure out who the Mr. Mercedes killer is, and of course, they figure out who it is just in time to save an arena full of children and parents um, from Brady's explosion uh, terrorist attack. Um, And the book has a a kind of sad, bittersweet ending, Um, but... Ultimately, we're kind of left on a cliffhanger where Mr. Mercedes is unconscious, but not dead.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, yeah no, yeah, a lot. It, it, This is a, I mean, it is a fast-moving book. Uh, there's a lot of action packed into these 400-some pages. Um, and it, it really is, I, I think it kind of really is the definition of a page-turner. Um, there's very little wasted space in here.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. I kept reading some reviews that were saying, oh, it kind of sags in the middle. But I don't think that's true at all. I,
1: well. I really do not get that sense. It really, to me, yeah. kind of constantly has a sense of propelling forward. And, uh, you know, even to me as a first-time reader, I was even kind of like, you know, with with the ending, I was like, they're probably going to stop this guy. But... Mm-hmm but what if they, but what if they don't, you know, I know there's, I know there's, I know there's two books left in the trilogy. What if, what if book two is just all of the fallout from, from him, from Brady succeeding? And, uh, you know, obviously of of course it's not. um, But like you said, uh, Brady's not quite gone yet. Uh, But, Mm. but yeah, as a first time reader, I did kind of have that, uh, you know, that feeling of like, well, what if King just, pulls the ultimate curve ball here and actually lets him uh blow up the the arena
0: yeah it is very much like up to the very last second and i i love how they do it too like um you know they have a plan to try to stop him and each time they have a plan it fails um from some mistake or another or oversight um it ends up where like holly just has oh i can't remember what he calls it um oh my gosh i totally forgot what he called maybe i'll remember in a second but it's just this like homemade weapon that she just like whacks him over the head with uh, the uh
1: the something happy slapper yeah yeah
0: yeah and so it it was kind of awesome because they had all these great plans and then holly ends up saving the day in a super uh violent and aggressive way which was kind of wild
1: yeah yeah for sure and yeah it's yeah, Holly's definitely an interesting character. Uh probably, you know, the most uh the, yeah, like you said, definitely the most the most autistic character that I think we've seen from uh from <laughs> throughout this journey.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too. Um she shows up in the outsider, which is a TV show um as well as a Stephen King book. So I watched the TV show, um, and she shows up and she is younger than she's portrayed in the these books and so i think i remembered the tv show holly and then i went back into this and i forgot that she was supposed to be like 40 right, <laughs> Just, yeah. yeah it really kind of threw me off a little bit um but yeah she's a she's a really interesting character and i i love the fact that she really attaches herself to bill because bill treats her like an intelligent person person that she is, um, instead of right. kind of yeah. like infantilizing her um like her mom does. Um and so I, I like their relationship a lot. I thought it was really sweet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agreed. And yeah, I think that's, you know, having having read ahead some now, that's something that just continues to develop and get better uh over the course mm-hmm. of the next few books.
0: hmm Um I am interested to think to hear what you thought about the characters. Um I haven't read a whole lot of crime novels, uh, you know, read some Agatha Christie and stuff back in high school, but um, not too much, actually. And I feel like the people who have read a lot of crime novels say, oh, these characters are just kind of cookie cutter crime novel characters, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm interested to hear what you thought about them.
1: Yeah, um, well, like you, you know, I guess crime novels or detective novels are not my, like... Default reading genre, um, and I guess I would maybe agree with people who say that the characters are like somewhat cookie cutter. But I guess my retort to that would be like, which crime novel characters aren't? You know, I just yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a tremendous amount of creativity anywhere within that genre. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, a, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the ones that I have seen that have had a lot of creativity. Um... So I think about True Detective, it's so dark, um, and a lot of the characters are really unlikable. And with somebody like Stephen King, you want to have at least some of your characters, your hero characters, be likable. And I feel like he did a good job making them likable but complex at the same time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I really like... I really like the main character of Hodges um and I think mm-hmm. the thing that I like the most about following Hodges through this book is kind of watching him come to accept that a lot of his initial assumptions were wrong uh mm. you know I he, he uh and, you know he he starts off so very sure that um that is it, it, it's a is it Olivia the uh the the lady who's dead by the time this book yes. starts uh you know who who owned the Mercedes that Brady used in the initial crime. Um, You know, he starts off so sure that she had just left her key in the car and then uh, Mm -hmm. watching him come go through the course of realizing that, that actually something else had happened. And that uh, even though she was not a likable person at all, that she was actually not responsible for what had happened. Um, I thought that, I thought that was a really cool uh, kind of, evolution of the character's views and, and storyline uh, rather than just you know just having him be the standard detective who just uh gathers clue after clue and slowly puts things together
0: right or like Sherlock Holmes where he just knows everything um yeah and is a super genius and you know the fun of it is watching him kind of unravel all his good ideas at the end um but yeah you're right I hadn't actually thought about that but that does make Hodges even more interesting <laughs> in retrospect
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. So so I liked that. I liked uh Well, let me ask you this about Brady. What do you think of the approach <laughs> of, um, you know, basically, I guess there's two ways to go with this. And I, probably the more common one is Hodges really having to piece everything together throughout and us not finding out that Brady is the killer until there's like, you know, maybe 100 pages left in the book but but that's not at all what what king does in this one you know pretty much right up front mm-hmm. we we know that brady is uh is mr mercedes so what what do you think of that approach of letting us letting us in on the killer's identity really mm-hmm. early in the book
0: i really like that i find i think most people do too like the psychology of people who are um that ill and that bad um to be very interesting because we often don't um have experiences with people like that very much or if we do we might be like his coworker who just thinks he's kind of weird but he seems fine um and yeah. so i think that we're really fascinated by that kind of psychology so i really liked being able to see inside brady's head and the things that he's coming up with i do think that king made him a little too evil to be particularly interesting um and i think it was like the part where he drives the ice cream truck where i was like really you also have to be a psychotic ice cream man right (laughs) ice cream
1: man dog killer (laughs) yeah yeah that that part is kind of weird and like yeah a lot of the and and honestly a lot of the stuff with his mom is like really weird (laughs)
0: Yeah, and it's like, I get that a lot of serial killers and, and people like that have weird relationships. With yeah, their I mean, it's kind of the
1: Norman Bates <laughs> approach, right? But, <laughs> sure. uh, but yeah, the, um, the kind of, uh, the, the migraines and the migraine treatment thing, uh, <laughs> that was really weird.
0: weird. Yeah, it, yeah, he, they just, it just pushes him a little bit over the edge. Um, where he could have been a little bit more complex, like the scenes where he's talking to his coworker and they actually seem to be real friends for a bit, at least in her mind. Um, And I kind of like those moments and I wish that they had a little bit more interaction with him appearing to be normal. Yeah. Um, And kind of getting his thought process as he's speaking with people and interacting with them. But yeah, he's just like super duper evil (laughs) and when you draw a character that uh extreme it it makes it a little less interesting
1: yeah i agree i think i think i do kind of i appreciate more the uh kind of like patrick bateman type of killer where you know they're really they're really like suave and charming and successful on the outside but then have all these dark secrets where it's Brady, you know, Brady checks pretty much all of the, uh, like, standard boxes that, <laughs> that you would kind of expect, like, a 65-year-old man to think of as, as like, the domestic terrorist in, in America these days, you know. Fair enough, like a, yeah. He's a, he's, a big tech, he's a big tech geek who works for an electronic store, lives with mm-hmm. his mom, spends most of his time in the basement. Um, right. So, some <laughs> of that's just a little bit too stereotypical.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you thought the same way. I think it was more on my second read as I was looking through it. I was like, uh, okay, Brady's a little bit intense, but that's fine. I mean, I guess you're trying to work up to this is the person who's trying to murder an arena full of children to see their favorite boy band. So I guess they have to make him super evil to do something like that.
1: Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, and and you know, and and really in in all these books in the whole the whole trilogy, there's. There's just not a lot of subtlety anywhere. Everything's kind of turned up to a (laughs) a nine out of 10 pretty constantly.
0: That's true. And that's really, I really like it in this book. Yeah, I think think it works
1: great uh, overall. But uh, maybe maybe Brady was a little bit over the top for both of us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think it's one of those things where the crime genre really fits with that sort of punching it up to 11 where... I feel like other times in other books that he might try, if he's trying a more kind of literary style, that sort of up to 11 thing does not work well. I think we've seen that a few times where he does something really crazy and off the wall and it's like, no, that doesn't work. But for here, it just makes it really fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I did, I probably spent way too much time um, trying to figure out exactly where this book was set um he's <laughs> he's he's you know purposely super super vague about that and um mm-hmm. you know it uh, and i think i think that's the point is you know that you can't you can't fully figure it out but you know you definitely you get the sense that it's you know it's somewhere that's much smaller than like chicago or detroit or mm-hmm. cleveland um just based on a few of the hints, but, but, you know, it's still big enough to have like these, this big concert come through and have a, mm-hmm. have a pretty sizable art center. I just, yeah, that was something that I was just like, where is this book set? Because, you know, so many of his books, like the setting is so key, um, but this yeah. one kind of keeps it like purposely vague.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting, and I I tend, since there was such a lack of setting, I was like, oh, this sounds like Rochester, <laughs> about the size of the city where I live now. There's a downtown, but it's not particularly large. There's suburbs, there's an arena, there's stuff here, and so I, I prefer to not make up a setting completely by myself and just be like, oh, yeah, I'll just imagine
1: yeah (laughs) no yeah yeah for sure i was just yeah i was kind of like which you know which ohio city of (laughs) 150,000 people is this is it is it toledo
0: (laughs) yeah and he's so good at setting too and i I, you know i hadn't really thought about it before until you brought it up but that is kind of missing here and i get that maybe he doesn't want
1: yeah he's
0: he's spent a lot of time making dairy like part of making basically Daria a character that maybe he didn't want to spend time doing it in here.
1: Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh especially you don't know, you also you probably doesn't you to any city to write a book about someone driving a car through crowds um in that city. So fair so enough. That, yeah, that some that sort of <laughs>
0: Horrible recession era, like tragedy, and yeah, that would probably hurt a lot of ohio's feelings, I think,
1: yeah, <laughs> but, do something like that yeah, but honestly the last time that I can really remember him being like this vague about setting is um is in Rose matter, and even in that mm. one, even in that one, like for some reason, he refused to say it, but the city that she went to was so obviously Chicago, yeah. Yeah, but but in this one it's just like yeah i don't know just generic generic midwestern rust belt city you figure it out
0: yeah yeah or or not whatever you can just (laughs) you can just deal with it um that's fine you know he's trying something different that's that's all right
1: but yeah but yeah no probably saves him you know from being like when he's when he's doing his you know tour and doing readings and whatnot and being like oh i finally set a book in your in your city and guess what happens in it
0: it's horribly dark (laughs) and sorry Uh, but yeah this book this book is pretty dark most of the time um you know there are a lot of characters with suicidal thoughts uh hodges you know plays with his dad's gun and his lazy boy um brady his big thing is to talk to people through um uh this website the debbie's blue umbrella and to try to convince people that certain things are their fault um and try to manipulate people through that site and um so yeah the book turns out pretty dark despite you know despite all the fun that i have reading it it is it is quite dark
1: yeah yeah i did uh (laughs) it's kind of funny this is i think another part of this book where maybe uh we start to realize that Steve's becoming an old man um is mm. just just kind of all of the like technology aspects in the book, you know, like like the the Debbie's Blue Umbrella website. I'm kind of reading it and I'm like, I don't really know of any website that that works exactly the way you're describing here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's like a head, one-on-one
1: I'm... messaging site, but you apparently don't even need a password to log into it. You just, right. you just need the username, and I'm just kind of like, you understand enough to not let me get completely derailed by this, but this is not exactly how this technology works.
0: Yeah, it's almost like he saw a uh, Sunday morning TV like political show about. Uh, like the dark web or something and was like oh yeah this sounds interesting here's a made-up website that could you know it could be anything so i think that he's just yeah you're right just kind of old man make it up stuff
1: yeah yeah it's not it's not to the level of when like it was a few years ago and i think it was orrin hatch but it it was someone in the senate who um they were having a hearing about something on Facebook and he had to have oh my God. he had I think he had to have Zuckerberg just literally explain to him like the basic purpose of Facebook and not even yeah any specific Ooh. technical detail so so it's not that bad so so kudos <laughs> no. to Steve but but yeah kind of between his explanations of the website and then like Brady's uh set up in his basement I was kind of like uh, that doesn't really make any sense like no no <laughs> tech geek i know would have that set up where it's like oh yeah he has seven computers but he really only uses one of them
0: <laughs> yeah it's very strange it's like he's watched uh like an old movie from the 90s where they yeah have, like, it's like he watched <laughs> the net with
1: sandra bullock <laughs> that's
0: exactly what i was thinking about it was like yeah just a room full of computers and it's like dirty and covered in chips and stuff <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he's watched that and was like, yeah, that's good. That's good enough. That's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he might, yeah, he might might want to consult the grandkids or something if he's going to do, do yeah. much more tech writing. But uh, yeah. So, so that part was kind of funny, but, but, you know, like, a, I don't know. Overall, the writing is so good that I just kind of rolled with it.
0: Yeah. He, like you said before, he keeps it vague enough where you're not too worried about it. Um <laughs> which sometimes saves you as a, as a writer. It's like, yeah, just keep it vague and it'll be fine. They'll, yeah. they'll roll with it.
1: Um, anything else on your end, Kayla?
0: I don't think so. Um, all right. Yeah. Ready
1: for crowns? Yes. Um, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I'm four and a half crowns. Uh, this, you know, it, it has some flaws, but, just to me the overall momentum of this book uh is just a total delight and it never to me it never gets bogged down anywhere and keeps you keep kept me obsessively flipping the pages to see what was going to happen next so uh loved it
0: that's awesome um yeah I would give it four crowns as well um the fact that I've read it twice and still gave it four crowns and I didn't feel bored with it upon a second read is awesome and it's not like it's a super layered book where there's a lot of stuff to, to really dig into it's just a really fun story it's not perfect um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun and you get to know some lovable characters and you know that you get to follow them for a couple more books which is always a joy too right
1: yeah yeah no it's a hell of a start to this series and uh mm-hmm. you know he, he hasn't he hasn't done a lot of series we've actually even only had a few sequels but uh but yeah it's definitely one where at least when I finished I was like yes I want more of that um mm. which you know was something that I almost never said uh to when I finished a Dark Tower book
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i guess that is like the the other series that we've been through and
1: yeah yeah, i mean that's that's by far like his other his other big series and then uh you know everything else is just kind of like a few a few sequels but uh really i guess only probably you know really only um the the talisman books and Mm -hmm. um the the shining and dr sleep and you know yeah uh those were written you know uh, both in both cases those were written decades apart uh whereas Mm -hmm. this one was uh three books probably what over the span of three years or so so it was really rapid fire
0: yep kept it tight so maybe that's the secret that he he needed to tap into with the other series but yeah maybe he'll give it another shot who knows he's putting out about two books a year so
1: for sure yeah but uh yeah yeah maybe by writing these so quickly he didn't have time to think that he should write himself in a character anywhere
0: (laughs) yes and we are all better off for it um
1: (laughs) but anyway uh we're i guess we're actually we're taking a taking a little break from the hodges trilogy for our next episode right we are uh
0: we're we're getting into
1: stephen king's um somewhat interpretation of the frankenstein story
0: yeah we get a little bit of frankenstein and some cosmic horror it's it's and some uh
1: (laughs) some 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 religion and uh -hmm. yeah um yeah so it's 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 quite a departure from uh from everything that surrounds it but uh Mm -hmm. but i look forward to it it's 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 kind of fun one
0: yeah absolutely um but yeah looking forward to talking about that too
1: all right well thanks kayla
0: all right bye For more of our Stephen King adventures, please follow us on Instagram at The Year of King.